Hi, this is Carol Miller from iHeartRadio's Q1043 in New York. On this UK radio podcast, my friends Alan Thompson and Nigel Pierce give you a snippet of real local British radio. This time, Nigel speaks with Jim Cregan, longtime noted guitarist and bassist affiliated with, among many others, London Choir Boys, Steve Harley and Cockney Rebel, and Rod Stewart. Jim's band, Cregan and Company, will be doing a lot of UK gigs this summer. So here's Nigel Pierce with Jim Cregan on UK Radio. The crowd don't understand. Well, I don't believe that for one moment. And if you did, keen-eared listeners, hear some voices in the background, well, you weren't transported to another planet. Well, maybe you were with such a fantastic song. Because I'm very pleased, in fact, honoured, to have on the phone this morning... Jim Cregan. Good morning, Jim. Good morning, Nigel. How are you? I'm fine. Yourself? Are you well? Not bad. Yeah, not bad at all, thanks. Very well. I hope we didn't sort of, as I say, we're talking pre before we come in here, we didn't interrupt your sleep last night, but is that the pressures of working? (laughs) Is that the pressures of doing what you're doing, or...? (laughs) No, this is the the pressures of being an old bloke, I think. Oh, I don't think... <laughs> it, all, it all comes at some sort of price, but we know what was amusing is just as just as you uh, um, just as you started the song, uh, the postman arrived and the, the door. I don't know if anybody heard the doorbell. And suddenly, it was ding dong. I had to run downstairs, open the door, get the parcel off the postman, all while the song was playing. So I wondered if any of that noise was uh, the listeners got any of that. Well, I have to <laughs> say, although it's not. Um... Game for a laugh or candy camera, if you remember those days. But yes, we did. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, it, it, don't worry about it. it. We are going live, and you get these things from time to time. And uh, it's always nice when you talk to people as yourself, because you usually work late in the night. You know, you come out and you're a little bit disorientated, or maybe not is the case when you come up in the morning. Anyway, Jim, yeah. I've introduced you, and we a lot of people that are Rod Stewart fans know that you've done 20 years or so with Rod. Um, doesn't make you an old man it makes you a learned genius but uh, before we go back <laughs> nice, nice try pal <laughs> oh well you know dave and i get on very very well well so uh, that's why he said i can interview you so there you go now jim i'd like to go forward to go back yeah. to come forward okay. is that okay with you anyway you like right well, what are you up to now then okay well i have uh, i started a band some uh, couple of, well a few years back now it's called cregan and co and uh, we do uh, concerts, uh, theatres, festivals. Occasionally, we'll play a private party if uh, you know if it's if it thinks it's we look at we think it's going to be fun. Um, we're making a record. Uh, I've got a, there's a single out at the moment called "Don't Listen." On that, uh, I produce uh, and uh, look after a guy called Charlie Hole, who's a young singer-songwriter. Uh, made, we've got a new album coming out with him, and, uh, and I have a a twelve and a half year old daughter called Ava, who I have half of the uh, half the time I have her every other week. So she keeps me very much on my toes, which is great. And um, and I'm writing a book. So so I'm not actually fully retired. <laughs> I'm so glad to hear it. <laughs> now, um, well, we- I'm only seventy. You know, you can't really, you can't really stuff. So oh, no, I mean, I, such a I, young age. I'm afraid Dave's done you there, you know. He said you're not looking bad for 21. <laughs> <laughs> Wait till I get my hands on that boy. Oh, he's a nice fellow, Dave. We have a great laugh. Now, he's a good lad. 
Yes. Now, um, we put you up on our publicity page, etc. yesterday, because Dave supplied a, supplied a beautiful photograph of you with Rod. I would probably okay. say late 70s, early 80s. I can't quite pin the day myself. But obviously, you have this pedigree of working with Rod Stewart, uh-huh. co-writing a lot of his songs, etc. Surely, yeah. that must have been a lot more than just tripping the light fantastic. It must have been, you know, really 20 years of your life that you can never forget, but it must have been so imposing as well. It was, uh, I think, of all the, the jobs I've had in a, in a very checkered career, uh, working with Rod's been the, was the most fun. The, the others were pretty good too, but uh, because he and I hit it off so well, and also, the other members of the band, several other members of that band, were great mates and are still mates to this day. You know, we've, you know, we've been we've known each other, get on for fifty years. It's uh, so the, it, it's always about the people. You know, for me, bands are always about uh, how you get on with the guys. It's really, really hard work if you if you have anybody in the band you don't really like and you've got to sit next to them on a plane, or you've got to get on the stage with them every night and smile and look as though you're having a good time. I can't do that. I'm not, I'm not that good at an actor. So uh, I have to say that it was absolutely brilliant. Yeah, there's huge um, anecdotal nonsense out there. There was the Sex Police, which was the sort of subgroup inside the Rod Stewart band, which was designed to stamp out sex on the, on the tour. Of course, that wasn't exactly successful, but it was a lot of fun. <laughs> and I think we, you know, we are we are going out during the day and at lunchtime. So I think maybe we better stop there. We're not a late night show, John, uh, Jim, on that one. But do carry on, please. Yeah. So uh, I, I have to say, you know, we made a lot of records. We did a whole bunch of touring. It was a real band um, back in the day. That when Rod started it. I mean, do you want me to do this now, or is this? Do you want to go back to this, or do you want to do what I'm doing at the moment? Well, obviously, I'm, I'm one of these. I'm, I'm one of these kind of guys that always take this attitude. But as long as you've shifted into it, we'll go with it. You know what I mean? Because we I are going know. live. Um, but I was going to say, you go back to when you were younger. You started this band with Rod. The interesting stories. How did you meet, and how did you compare your influences before you started to write material? Because that must have been your mixing of many paths. Well, we of course had an awful lot in common as, as writers, but the, the meeting was um, really well. I'd, I hadn't met Rod socially um, before he saw me play with Cockney Rebel at the Roxy in uh, in Los Angeles, and he, he came to the gig. Cockney Rebel were quite a hot act in in Britain at the time, with a number one record. Yep. And, uh, when uh, you know Rod, being that sort of guy, wanted to know what was going on. We used to go out and see all the new bands that would come through. You know, from uh, you know uh, Haircut One Hundred to uh, uh, to Paul Young, or whoever was whoever was hot coming into town. But Rod and I, and other guys in the band, were always going to see them. So he was doing that before he met me and saw me play with Cockney Rebel. And thought that uh, that I was not a bad guitar player, and had his tour manager Pete Buckland call me up and say, "Rod's uh, starting a band. He, would you be interested in joining?" Of course, I said, "I might be." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what's under, going un- on? Under, little... <laughs> understatement of the year, I think. There, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I was really happy in Cockney Rebel. I wasn't really that. Uh, I mean, I was obviously knew that that working with Rod would be a huge step up. You know, at the time we were doing really, really well. Um, so, anyway, I, I, I eventually found myself in in LA doing a session for Cat Stevens, who brought me over to play on a, a Linda Lewis record. Um, 
and I had a day off. And so I called this number in L.A. and uh, Britt Eklund answered the phone. Cool, that was much more interesting than, than Rod Stewart. <laughs> so, <laughs> remember, uh, remember, Jim, it's a, it's a daytime <laughs> show. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was only trying to ask her for a date. <laughs> I don't blame you. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, anyway, Rod just said, oh, it's funny you should call up. Uh, we're, we're rehearsing and we haven't finished the line-up. We haven't, we're still looking for a guitar player. Why don't you uh, come down and... Um, and play uh, tomorrow. So uh, before I went back in the studio with uh, Cat Stevens, uh, I went down there and got the job. It was great. I was I was delighted because it had a lot of songwriting. That was the big thing. Uh, I mean, I didn't really. I didn't. There was no sort of interview process. Although no, that's not quite true. I had. Hang on a minute. Between the time that Rod saw me, that's right. Between the time Rod saw me play in, in at the Roxy, and the time that I phoned up and said. Um, I'm here in LA, you know, want me to come and audition. Um, we did, we went and had a beer in the wrestlers in Highgate. Uh, I, and I guess that was the interview. I mean, the, 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 I think the main thing you want to know is, was I capable of buying around? And if I was, um, that was probably all I had to do, which I did. I bought a round of drinks. Uh, we talked about everything we could think of for, for an hour. Then he got in his Lamborghini and drove off and I got back on the bus. Very nice. Very nice too. I was lying about, was lying about the bus. I didn't go by bus. No. We'll give you some. We'll give you some. Uh, what's the word? And some flexibility, Jim, because it's a great yeah. story. I know that it's true. So you know. So therefore, you're in Rod's band now. You bought the drinks. Uh, you've gone home on the bus. You must have thought, not hey, I've cracked it, but because um, that. Oh, yeah, I did think that. Yeah. Oh well, fair enough then. I was trying yeah. to give you some leeway, my dear friend. But uh, you must have thought you're on the cusp of something really fantastic. Yeah, yeah, I was. Uh, if, you know, I really loved a lot of Rod's work. I loved his music. And I'd seen him play years ago. Uh, the only time I'd ever seen him, I, I saw the no, I saw the faces once at the Roundhouse, and I thought they were absolutely brilliant. And then I'd seen him before that with Long John Baldry um, at Eel Pie Island, and I thought that he was pretty good then too. But that was all. You know, I, had, I wasn't yeah. kind of a, a follower of, uh, of, of Rod, although I knew Ronnie, uh, from way, way back, because we come from the same part of, of uh, West London. Uh, so I knew him, but I, I didn't know Rod at all. So, yeah, I was, I was really excited. I mean, I've got to say, we, you know, he said, we're going, to, uh, we're going to do some gigs. We'll put, a band, you know, put the band together. We're going to tour the Night on the Town album, which had uh, uh, Tonight's the Night, that song, wasn't it? Yep. Um, we'll, go, we'll go play some shows of that, then we'll make an album. So, and that was the start of a, of a process that was uh, make an album, do the videos, do a tour, have a lie down, ten minutes, get back up, write the next album, do the tour, you know, etc. On and on and on. And that went on for years. I mean, that's that's what he's, he's essentially still doing. It. That's right. Well, look, what, you've mentioned tonight's the night. Obviously, night the night on the town. And you had many a nights on the town in many parts of the towns in many parts of the world, but. Uh, <laughs> Um, and I've got something to discuss with you. So what I'd like to do, I'd like to play a little bit of that track tonight, tonight. Yeah. And then we can come back and talk because there's so much more I'd like to talk to you about. And, sure. um, you know, it's very interesting for us to find the story, not behind the mask, but behind the face. Does that sort of fit? Behind the nose, actually. No, 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 no. We don't do things like that. But just uh, stay on the line, Jim, and uh, we'll play a little bit of uh, tonight's tonight. And then we'll come through somewhere through in the middle. Just hold on for a bit. Okay. 
Yes, while Jim's holding on listening, we are hearing Rod Stewart. Tonight's the night on Future Radio 107.8. Stay away from my window. Stay away from my back door too. Disconnect the telephone line. Relax, baby, and draw that. As I said, there's a little piece there of Rod Stewart and Tonight's the Night. And uh, we've got Jim Cregan on the other line. And don't forget, you are listening also in Swindon on 105.5 FM. And uh, we're really enjoying this today. And Jim, I have a confession to make, you know. You might be ringing Norwich, but I'm a West London lad myself. Are you? Okay. Yes, so I know the place. I know the place called Ichiku Park. I know all okay. those areas around there. So yep. don't say you've been learning the words of fools, laying down and getting high, looking under the deep blue sky. <laughs> oh yeah, I I played uh, some of those tunes uh, with uh, with Kenny Jones. Uh, he, uh, Kenny has a, a polo club called Hurtwood Park, and every uh, year he's not doing it this year, but. It, for about three or four years, he put on a charity event, which uh, uh, which Rod put the faces together uh, in order to play at it. And it's, it's to raise money for prostate cancer. A noble and, uh, cause. Yeah, and uh, and so uh, I, I I had the uh, the distinction of being the band leader with uh, with my friend Josh Phillips from Procolarum, uh, and we put. A, a, an 11, no, 13 piece band together to back any of the artists that wanted to come along. And, uh, and one of the things we did was a, a tribute to the faces with, uh, with Kenny playing drums. So, so I played a lot of those, uh, those uh, small faces tunes. Well, those, th- that era is set in my heart because that is my era, sort of 60s and uh, mid 70s. But, you know, we're not yeah. talking about my heart. We're talking about what you've been, do- what you've been doing, uh, etc. you see. I don't want to uh, take it all... my heart. Nice segue there. Yeah, nice there you go. Good. You see, yeah. we get there in the end. You're not just talking to anybody, you know. Hopefully, Dave knows you're talking to somebody that understands the music and understands what you're doing. Now... Well, at least one of us does. <laughs> I reckon I, I reckon you and I can have a good night out sometime, Jim. You never know what's going to happen. Anyway, anyway, enough of this joviality because I do like a nice warm interview. Now you've done all these years with Rod. What made you put your own take 
on a lot of his stuff. I know you had a hand in it, and it wasn't. I wasn't looking at that angle because, as I say, and I talk to other people, when you attack something new that is so classic, so embedded in people's minds, sometimes you're taking something on that could be a little dangerous because you're changing something that everybody knows and feels so well. Yes, that's a very good point. In fact, um, uh, there's an example of that in a song called All Right Now, which is, uh, you know, is a huge classic by Free. Yep. And uh, at one point, Rod said, uh, let's do All Right Now, uh, you know, as a cover for the album, uh, one of the albums, I can't remember which one. And I said, no, nah, I don't think we should, I think we should leave it alone. And he went, no, 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 it'll be fine. So we did this somewhat synthesizer-driven version of, of All Right Now. And although Rod's the most... What, one of the most magnificent singers on the planet. Um, it was a, it was a hideous version. It turned out to get a, a rotten slating by the, um, the the press and the fans and everything because it touched sort of something holy that shouldn't have been touched. So I do understand that. Um, but what we do um, with my band, if that's what you're referring to, is um, we take you know, the, the the songs that I've worked on, played on, wrote, or or even some of them that I just love that, we, that I've worked on with Rod, and and we just put our own spin on it. The, the, the brief is with the guys is bring whatever you want to this song. We won't. We're not going to change the essence of what the song's about. We're not going to try and make it different for, for the sake of being different. But you know, play what you feel you'd like to play on this. And so they're they're different, but they're they're not so different that the people can't uh, recognise them. They haven't turned Maggie May into a waltz or, you know, uh, do you think I'm sexy into a reggae? Well, actually, that's not true. I know what you mean. I know what I you mean. There. I lied. No, white, white fib, white <laughs> fib. But, uh, no, it's interesting because you talk to other artists and, I mean, no matter who you like, whether you like soul, whether you like R&B, rock and roll, rock or whatever, you will find that artists, as I know you do, you cover other people's songs, A, because you like them, B, because mm-hmm. there's such an influence on you, and C, they've mm. left a telling mark on millions of people. Yeah. So what you're doing is not regurgitating the song, you're giving it a new breath of life, aren't you? Well, I think so. I mean, we do... We Recently we've been doing a version of the Beatles song, I Saw Her Standing There, and that we have completely revamped into a kind of a very nasty swamp blues, right? Uh, and uh, But... Halfway through the song, we shift gears and go and, and double the tempo and, and play it for the last uh, verse and chorus the way the Beatles uh, did it. So it's, 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 quite, it's quite an amusing way to do things because people recognise the song and then suddenly you're actually playing the version that they know right at the end. So well, that sort of game we play too. We do- have a lot of fun doing this stuff. I tell you what, Jim, you and I are going to have to have another chat because the Beatles are my PS of the resistance. You've actually touched on the holy grail of my life there. Yeah, um, yeah pretty well, most of us, yeah. Yeah, and I saw her standing there. It's a truly fantastic song. I'm looking forward to hearing it sometime. I'd love to hear your version. But we're not here yeah. to talk about the Beatles. We're here to talk about you. So you, you, you've come full circle. You've got all these great songs in your locker. How's your today's plans going with the new band? I mean, are you going to go on a proper tour? Um, are you going to show us what you can do in the sense of taking these songs and putting a new slant on them and entertaining us once again? Well, um, uh, major touring, not sure. Um, I, I, I never say no to anything it, it, categorically, but I'm really enjoying the way this is working out. We play... The, band, the guys in the band... Who, who I really ought to tell you who they are. 
There's uh, Sam Tanner, who's the lead singer in a band called Brother Strut, as well as being our keyboard player. He's the guy that Rod asked to play uh, piano in, in McLagan's place when he put the Faces reunion back together. So you can imagine how wonderful yep. he is. Not only as a guy, but as a musician. He's a ridiculous player. We've got Pat Davey, uh, who's, who's, who's has been known to teach bass uh, and is a, is a ridiculous musician. Harry James, who often plays... Well, his, his main gig is playing with a band called Thunder, but he moonlights with me. And then our singer, Ben Mills, who is known to people from his... X Factor success, where he was, uh, the, he was in the final of the X Factor, and sings somewhere between Joe Cocker and uh, and Rod Stewart. He's got a, he's a he's a and a, a plays he's a he's the only it's funny enough he's the singer but he's the only properly trained musician uh, who went to music school and all that stuff. Oh, fantastic! <laughs> that's, fantastic! That's, that's not really what he does in the band. Well, look. So, uh, um, it's been fantastic talking to you, uh, Jim. We've nearly run out of time for the show. We've taken about 20 minutes. I hope that you thoroughly okay. enjoyed yourself today. I have indeed, Nigel. Thank you. And uh, I'll obviously let Dave know that uh, it's all been done and dusted. But uh, I hope okay. you'll get a copy through, Dave, um, okay. of this. And hopefully we may see each other again but uh, or hear each other again. But uh, I'm going to finish out of this little chat with um, Rod Stewart's Downtown Train. Were you involved with that track? Uh, no. No, you weren't. Well, okay. No, I didn't play on that one, no. Well, I'm going to play with that one because we've got to go out with the show, you see. Otherwise, I was going okay, to play no, one to no, other ones. But, uh, I love play that on stage these days, funnily enough. Oh, well, there you go. It's so there is a link. It's a favourite of uh, Ben Mills. He did a great job on it, too. Well, I'm going to take a wrap, Jim. Leave you okay. to get some sleep. I'm sorry that we've disturbed your late night. No, fest- don't worry. I'm up, I'm up and at them now. Don't worry. About oh, well, the rest of the world <laughs> will suffer for today. Jim, thank you very much indeed. Nigel, many thanks too. Lovely chatting with you. And you. Well, hopefully we'll meet again soon. Okay. Bye-bye now. Thank you a lot. Bye-bye. Well, there you go. There's Jim Cregger with some very interesting stories. And yes, it's taken up about 25 minutes, but what a way to do it. So we're going to end with this track from Rod Stewart, because that's been a bit of a Rod Stewart special today, and Downtown Train. This has been Nigel Pearce, Future Radio 107.8 FM, Swindon 105.5 FM, with your bash of Teen Dreams Today. That was Nigel Pierce speaking with veteran British musician Jim Cragen. See you next time with more UK Radio.